What got you there with got you got you What got you there with Shonda Laney got you there with Shonda Laney What got you there with Shonda Laney got you there with Shonda Laney What got you there with Shonda Laney On this episode of What Got You There Sean talks with childhood friend and NFL star wide receiver Chris Hogan. You've all seen Chris catching touchdown passes from Tom Brady or holding up a Super Bowl trophy with the New England Patriots, but few people know the true story of how Chris ended up there. Chris talks about the mindset he's had from a young age that has been essential on his path to becoming a professional athlete, why he chose to play lacrosse at Penn State instead of football, and then how he used his final year of college eligibility to play football for Monmouth. They discuss his first couple of years trying to make it in the NFL and why he never quit on his dream. Chris also talks about what it's like playing with Tom Brady and what he's learned from one of the greatest of all time. This episode is a must listen. Chris has autographed a poster and we will be giving it away to a lucky listener of the show. For anyone who wants a chance to win the autographed poster, just share this episode on your favorite social media site or write a review on iTunes. If you're like me and love to travel, then listen up. Are you looking to get outside your comfort zone in 2018? Are you tired of the monotony of your nine to five job with no adventure? Do you wanna connect with new people on Epic Adventures? If so, then Globekick is what you're looking for. Globekick is redefining travel for the millennial generation. Globekick knows that memorable travel is built on the quality of the experience you have and the people you connect with along the way. That's why their members can choose from curated travel experiences throughout the year with like-minded people. Unlike other travel providers, Globekick members get to know each other through a private social network before choosing when and where they travel together. In 2018, they've teamed up with partners around the world to feature a Sahara Desert camping trip out of Morocco in May, a boating journey through the Sandblast Islands in the Caribbean in August, and a volunteering trip to an elephant sanctuary outside of Cambodia in December. If you want to travel the world with your kind of people and not break the bank, then head to globekick.com and enter WGYT to receive 10% off your membership. That's globekick.com and enter code WGYT to receive 10% off your membership. Looking to freshen up your wardrobe for the summer season? Having trouble finding a brand whose products are functionally built to move and sweat in, but designed with a casual aesthetic aimed at everyday life? Then Viore is the clothing brand you've been looking for. Viore merges technical clothing with a West Coast vibe that looks and fits great. Viore's motto is built to move in, styled for life. They have a new perspective on performance apparel. Viore has incorporated innovative fabrics that feature anti-odor finishes, moisture wicking, and quick dry finishes. My favorite being Sea Cell, which is a sustainably sourced fiber that uses a blend of algae and wood pulp to create the most comfortable shirts you've ever felt. They really are. They're incredible. They're also anti-odor and filled with vitamins and nutrients that are released when you sweat. To receive 25% off, yes, that's 25% off your order, head to vioriclothing.com. That's V-U-O-R-I clothing.com and use discount code W-G-Y-T. If at any point you're unsatisfied with your purchase, send it back. That's 25% off your entire order with a 100% satisfaction guaranteed. VioriClothing.com, discount code WGYT for 25% off your order. Hogan, what's going on, man? Not much. Not Just, much? Uh, enjoying the off season. Yeah. Uh, 
the, the time you guys put in during the season, I'm sure obviously you having two young kids, it's it's important that you get that family time. So obviously we want to be respectful of your time, but I want to know what you were like as a kid. Is there a word that best describes you? Determined. Really? From a young age? From a young age. I always had that um, that need, that want, that drive, that, you know, that, you know, I feel like people were always kind of, you know, always counting me out or not you know, thinking that I could do something. So I was always, I always had that drive to get better, whether it was no matter what sport I was doing school, didn't really matter. I was determined to just prove people wrong, no matter what I was doing. And that started, that definitely started when I was a kid for sure. Do you have an earliest moment where you really remember trying to prove someone wrong or just being so determined? I think it was, honestly, I think it stemmed when I started playing lacrosse. Um, I mean, I, I'm, you know, as a kid, I always, you know, I, I loved, you know, train, you know, practicing and training, but, um, you know, when I was picking up lacrosse, um, you know, and starting in high school, you know, I was just determined to, to, to learn this new sport and be good at it right away. So, you know, no matter what time of day it was, I mean, I used to drive my parents crazy. We used to have a pitch back in our, in our, uh, driveway and I'd be out there at 10 o'clock at night, like just thrown against this thing, you know, before, you know, or in the morning before school, because I was just determined to get better at this sport because, you know, I wanted to play, I wanted to start, I wanted to be good at it. And, uh, you know, forever since then. And, and that, you know, you know, with football, it was always kind of working on my game and, uh, that definitely, it started at a young age and it's definitely carried, carried with me, you know, for my entire career. And when you were putting in those hours at a young age, did you have a certain story you had telling yourself in your head? Were you, were you at the highest level at that point and just kind of dreaming that out? No, you know, for me, it was, it was just, it was about, it was about getting as, as good as I possibly could get. And I always would with lacrosse, it was interesting because football just came naturally to me. You know, I was a good athlete and, um, you know, catching the football and running routes and, you know, that, that kind of came naturally to me. But when I started lacrosse, that was a whole new sport and a whole new set of skills that I had to learn how to, I had to learn. So, you know, I just wanted to, my, the, why I practiced so much and why I, I did so much was, you know, I wanted to just, I wanted to be as good as I possibly could. I didn't really think about, you know, reaching the the highest level or, you know, playing the MLL or playing the NFL. I didn't think about that. I just wanted to, you know, get, get as good as I possibly could. And when it came down to, you know, playing on the field that, you know, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be that guy, you know, on the field that everyone wanted, you know, the ball or, you know, to throw the ball to. Do you think that humility in terms of not being great at lacrosse when you first picked it out really helped you in football? hundred percent. Cool. Um, you know, I think when you learn something new or you have to learn something new, it, you, you definitely, you, it's, it's humbling. Um, you know, I, I, I considered myself a pretty good athlete and, um, you know, I, I tend to, you know, pick things up pretty quickly and I did, and I did with lacrosse. It just, you know, it took some time and that's, that's a humbling thing, you know, trying to play, you know, learn a new sport. And I think, you know, fast forward to when I started playing football again, you know, that was something that I had to reteach myself, you know, and running routes and, uh, being on the football field, um, 
know, you can take me back to, you know, the freshman, you know, young teenager in high school, Chris Hogan. And, you know, that's the same, same Chris Hogan that had to, you know, work his way into the NFL. You talk about that young high school, Chris Hogan, and also the person you are today. Do you have an alter ego when you step on the field? It, yeah, I, you, yeah, I would say so. You know, that I kind of, when I, when I get on the, uh, when I get on the field, you know, everything goes away. You know, I don't, you know, I don't, I'm not thinking about anything else, but you know, my, whatever my job is, whatever, you know, whatever that my goals are, um, you know, whoever we're playing, whatever, you know, that I just kind of zone everything out and, you know, really focus on, um, you know, the task at hand. And, you know, I kind of love that because, you know, it's kind of like my place to, you know, really just zone out and, and, you know, put all those skills and all the hard work that you've, you've put in, you know, since at a young age. And, uh, that's what, that's what I love about, you know, sports and, um, lacrosse and football. I mean, it's, you know, that's, that's your, your, your spot on the field, you know, that just let it, just let it all go. Do you actually have years of memory out there when you're out there on Sundays or is it just kind of, you're thinking about the opponent for that week? Or are you actually thinking about back to childhood and hours you've put in? You, uh, I think a lot, I mean, definitely you have those moments, um, you know, every now and then where you think about just, you know, how you got to where you, where you've been and, um, definitely you have those moments, but you know, for the most part for me, it's, you know, whoever, whoever the opponent is, whatever it is, you know, that's where, that's where all my focus goes to. So most families, they usually have stories about, about everyone in the family. And and I'm curious, um, is there a story that your family constantly tells about you growing up? <laughs> uh, probably that, you know what, there's probably not a, there's probably not one story, but there's definitely just, if you would, you, they, you ask my dad or my mom or, you know, anyone that knows me is just the ultimate competitor. So no matter what we were doing, you know, no matter what, if it was a, a video game, board game, you know, pick up basketball in the driveway with my dad or my brother. I mean, that it went from having fun to real serious <laughs> real quick because, you know, I took everything so seriously. And even my wife could tell you that. I mean, we, we, you know, we play, you know, she was an athlete in college and, um, you know, she's a pretty good competitor too. So, um, you know, whenever we're doing something that we can compete at, it can get pretty serious pretty quickly. <laughs> Outside of sports, is there something you are great at that no one knows about? Oh man. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a phenomenal Mario Kart player <laughs> and I will challenge anybody in Mario Kart on N64 and my, and, and, <laughs> and I'll, I will, and everyone, we, we have one in the house and if, if it gets broken out, everyone knows that you know, the game, the game face is coming on because it does not get taken lightly in, in my house. <laughs> oh, that is awesome. I mean, you, you mentioned the story your parents might tell about you and your siblings to say how competitive you were. Was there a coach or someone outside of your family that just had a tremendous impact on you growing up? Yeah, definitely. Um, I would say, uh, you know, and, and you know, his name, uh, coach Turco um, you know, from tri-state, you know, kind of really took me under his wing. And, uh, he actually, you know, did, did an, an enormous favor, favor for me, my senior year and coached my high school team, my senior year. But, 
um, you know, he was, uh, you know, I learned a lot, learned a lot from him. I mean, he was a, such a great leader, um, you know, inspirational guy. And, and I think, you know, the way that he was able to coach, but also kind of shape, you know, young men who are, you know, just trying to get better at sports and life. I mean, he was, he was pretty inspirational when I was, when I was younger. I mean, do you think young athletes can get there without having that mentor in their lives? I, I think they can. I think it's good to have someone to look up to and someone to talk to, someone to try to model yourself after, whether it's modeling yourself on the field that, you know, how hard, you know, someone works or, uh, off the field, you know, just as a good person. Um, you know, I think that's, I think that's important for, for young kids to, you know, to have someone to look up to, you know, and try to model themselves afterwards. So, you know, for myself, you know, I always try to be the best role model that I can, you know, cause these kids are, you know, they're, they're watching. And, um, if I can be a good role model for them, then, you know, then that's, that's something that I can take a lot of pride in. I mean, you mentioned coach Turco coaching you your senior year and almost doing you a favor. You were trying to decide between lacrosse or football at the next level. What made you eventually decide on Penn state and playing lacrosse there instead of football? Um, it was, I, I mean, at the time, you know, I really, I, I, you know, I fell in love with the game of lacrosse you know, and that's not saying that I didn't love football, but you know, I went to, I took an, a, a visit to Penn state and it was just, you know, such an amazing experience, you know, great school. And, uh, you know, I fell in love with it and it was kind of an opportunity for me for an up and coming program to be a part of something and, uh, try to help grow that, that program, um, you know, for the, for the years that I'll be there. And, um, you know, they took me to, I mean, they, they, they had me when they took me to an Ohio state, Penn state football game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was on the field and I'm like, okay, you know, where do I sign? <laughs> and, you know, it was such a cool, cool experience just, you know, having that, you know, that big school and, and, uh, you know, I was, you know, I, I loved it. I loved Penn state and I don't regret going there at all. You know, it was, it, it was always in the back of my mind that maybe I would walk on there and play football, but you know, that never really happened, but you know, I don't have any regrets for sure. I mean, you mentioned that in the back of your mind, at what point did that conversation in your head really become real? Like, you know what, I might use this last year of eligibility and play football. It was, uh, my senior year, uh, in the fall and, uh, I was on pace to graduate and, uh, had that extra year of eligibility. So I was deciding on really what I wanted to do with it. And, and the idea got put in my mind to, you know, graduate and use that, that year to go play football. And, you know, I can't went home, talked to my parents about it and, uh, talked to my, my girlfriend who's now my wife about it. And, you know, they were all about it. You know, they, they thought it would be great. Um, you know, go to grad school and get to play a year of football. I mean, if it worked out, it worked out. And uh, if it didn't, it, you know, it wasn't meant to be. So, you know, when, when that happened, I just kind of started, you know, exploring different, different ways of, you know, getting my name back out there to schools, reached out to my high school coach, uh, you know, got my old high school highlight film. <laughs> yeah. I'm wondering about the logistics <laughs> you know, of this. You're calling, Hey, I played football four years ago. <laughs> like, yeah. So it's like, you know, it's kind of, uh, you, you're just throwing out, you're throwing out as many lines as possible and just, <laughs> 
whatever, whatever bit, you know, I just ran with it and I got a couple of, you know, I got a couple of hits from, uh, you know, Syracuse was one team, uh, one school that, you know, I almost went to. And then Monmouth was, was, was eventually the school that, uh, was able to, you know, get around, you know, we got through all the different NCAA, um, regulations and the rules, you know, cause it's, you know, you have to work around those a little bit to, for transferring schools, but you know, that was a pain in the butt, but anyways, you know, Monmouth ended up being the one and, and it was, uh, you know, I was just super excited about, you know, being able to play football again. And do you have some serious butterflies strapping the pads back on? Oh yeah. <laughs> so I mean, you, you I, mean have... I, get butter- I, I mean, I get butterflies, you know, just, I can get butterflies just thinking about going and stepping on the field, but you know, I st- to this day, I still get butterflies before games. I mean, I'm, you know, I think, uh, you know, if you don't get butterflies before games, you got something wrong with you. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I remember, I remember going there, uh, you know, kind of, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I graduated college and I'm, I'm going into uh training camp early with them with all these young 18 year old kids, you know, being fresh, starting off their college careers. And, you know, I didn't really know what to expect. I just kind of was going in there. I knew a couple of guys because I played football against them in high school and it was, uh, you know, it was just an exciting time. What happened on your first play for them? Uh, in a real game? Yeah. Real game, first play, touchdown. <laughs> that is so sick. I've seen In the red that. zone, <laughs> in the red zone. I, it's funny that you said it. We, I was actually pulled up my, my highlight film the other day. I was at my parents' house. I pulled up the mama's highlight film and, and I, and actually had never seen it in my wife. So I was showing her, I was like, this is it. Colgate first play touchdown. It was uh pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so prior to that play and going into that first game back, what were your expectations like for yourself? Um, you know, it, it's, you know, it's funny, you know, I always had like crazy high expectations, you know, with whatever I was doing in life and, when I came back to such a new thing and not really know what to expect, it was just kind of, you know, just get out there, you know, whatever they, whatever it was that I could do to get on the football field, to, you know, get my, my football legs underneath me and get back to playing the game that, you know, that I, I played really well in high school. And I just wanted to, I had, I was so raw, you know, I, it was like, I was, uh, I don't even know how to explain it because there was just so much that I wanted to get better at. It was like an overload of just needing to do everything, you know, like running routes, get deep. I mean, I played corner, so I had to learn, you know, do that. I mean, everything. It was like I just had so many things that I wanted to get better at. So it was, you know, it was kind of my mind was all over the place. But, you know, for me, it was really just about kind of getting on that field and just trying to make plays and you know, have fun with it. You know, I didn't know what was going to happen after Monmouth. It was, you know, for me, it was a great experience and, and, uh, you know, kind of like high school again, I was, I was all over the field. I mean, we love talking about mindset on this podcast and, and you mentioned just the expectations for yourself. So you're out there and you have so much to learn, you know that, but did you actually think that without a doubt you were the most, I don't want to say athletic, but just without a doubt, you could dominate that game no matter what, even with so many things you had to learn. 100%. Hundred percent. Cool. I mean, I was. It, I, I've always had a, a trust in my ability and um, you know my skills. You know, ever since I was younger, you know, I've always trusted in myself, and I knew that 
you know, when I stepped on the field, I can definitely be one of the best athletes. And that's just, that's just the way that I thought. And, you know, it's probably, it's definitely part of the reason why I've, I've made it to where I, you know, where I am today. And no matter what I was doing, I knew that, you know, if I was able to, you know, work at it, um, you know, work on my skills, trust my skills and, and then trust, you know, you know, the stuff that I've learned, whether it was playing defense or offense and, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of practice and a lot of, you know, film study goes into some of that stuff when you're playing football. And, you know, I did all that stuff so that I could go out there confidently and play, you know, play as best as I could when I was out there for, you know, the one season of football. I mean, prior to arriving at Monmouth, did you have the plans? Hey, after this season, I'm going to try to make it in the NFL. No, <laughs> wait, no so, so, so that wasn't the plan at all. So then how does that even happen that you attempt that? It was, it, there was a couple of, there were a couple of kids on the team and they were, you know, they were, they were, Hey, you know, we're going to, we're going to make a run at this. We're going to try to, you know, train for, um, you know, a pro day or, um, you know, train for, you know, a chance at a combine or whatever it was. And, um, you know, I was like, sure, why not? <laughs> wait, wait, what point in the season was this conversation happening? Uh, probably towards, probably towards the end, you know, I was playing well and, you know, there were a couple of guys I knew, um, you know, one of my best friends today and he actually had some opportunities and he, you know, some training camps that he went to, but, you know, we started talking about it and everyone was like, oh dude, you definitely should, you know, you're a great athlete. I'm like, okay, you know, delay kind of going into the real world for a couple of months and, uh, train for a combine, you know? I, you know, who, I didn't know what to expect. I was just, uh, and I had no idea where I was going to go for a pro day or anything like that. So, um, you know, the guy that I trained with, uh, back in high school, he did a combine prep course and, um, that's where I went. Uh, I coached lacrosse on the side, uh, to pay for it. And, um, <laughs> not the typical know, route there, huh? It's kind of like whatever happens happens, you know? So, so then you have your pro day. I mean, what were your thoughts after that? Did you think you did well at it? Did you, did you think there was going to be a next step or do you think that was it? No, nah, you know what? I, when I, when I went to my pro day, um, you know, I was, I had trained so hard for that and I had trained really well and my numbers were really good. And, you know, I, I compared them to the numbers to the guys at you know, the actual combine and, you know, they were, they were top, they were right up there with all the top guys. And, uh, you know, when I went to the pro day and then afterwards they, they invited guys to do some workouts afterwards. And I was the only guy outside of Fordham that they asked to, you know, run some routes. So I was like, okay, like this is pretty cool. Um, get to run routes in front of some college scouts. And then after that, they, you know, had me take the Wonderlick test and then kind of talked to some guys and it was like, okay, you know, that I must've done pretty well. I'd done something right here because guys are talking to me and it was a, kind of a weird time because it was during the lockout. So after, after Fordham, you know, didn't really hear much, you know, it was kind of a waiting game and, uh, that was tough, but, um, you know, I think I had, I had, I did enough at the pro day to at least turn some heads, you know, that this kid is, uh, you know, pretty raw, but he's athletic and strong, fast, and, you know, maybe could develop into something and, you know, got my, got a chance to 
start my career in San Francisco. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to need you to, to hit on your numbers in a second. So when we were still in college, I think this was freshman year. And so I'm down at Carolina, you're at Penn State. And we're just kind of talking mm -hmm. after some early fall testing. And I was like, so like, give me some of your numbers. Like, what'd you do squat? What'd you do on bench? So for bench, you were like, yeah, like 285. And I'm like, mm -hmm. 285, like, okay. I, I thought that was gonna be, and you're like, no, I did 285 10 times. And I'm like, <laughs> we're, we're like freshmen in college. I'm like, holy shit, that's unreal. So what were your, your combine numbers like? Cause they were, they really were top of class. So the, the, I mean, the bench press, when I, the first thing I went out was I did that 28 times. <laughs> 25, I did that. So that was, um, you know, that, that would be number one, right? Number one, yeah, yeah I think. <laughs> that year um my 40 that i ran was a 4-4 um outside in the wind in the cold yeah what were you weighing <laughs> i was i was big man i mean i had i was probably about 215 220 <laughs> at the time you I, freaking was, you know, I was pretty, Run the four pretty four solid 28 reps <laughs> at that weight jesus <laughs> Uh, what was, I think my vert was like 39. Um, I forget what my three, the three cone, the shuttle was pretty good. Cause I remember that was like one of my better, uh, better combine drills was the three cone and the shuttle. But I don't, I don't remember what they were, but they were, I remember looking at it and they were top, top of the list too. And, um, yeah, I mean, the, my numbers were just, they were good, man. I mean, I trained so hard for it and I was just, I was pretty pumped that I was able to, you know, when the, when the time came, I was able to, um, you know, really perform well in front of, you know, some scouts and, you know, who knows that could have been the last time that ever happened. So yeah, it was, uh, it was good that I did that. <laughs> I mean, I, I really don't want you to be humble at all here. You truly are one of the, the most athletic people I've ever been around in my entire life. So you've been in the NFL who in the NFL do you think is naturally more athletic than you? Or do you think you're one of the most athletic in the whole NFL? <laughs> uh, let's see. I mean, I'm, I'm a, I'm going to go ahead and say that I'm a pretty good athlete. <laughs> you know, I don't know how many guys can go from playing a year of football and playing four years of lacrosse and then go play in the NFL. But <laughs> But, you know, there's just, I mean, there's such good athletes in the NFL, man. I mean, there's, there's so many of them, you know, but I would like to consider myself up there with. I like that. I love that mindset. Athletes. So, I mean, so you, so you get called out to San Francisco. I'm, I just want to know what the hell's going through your head. Are you like, Hey, I, I'm going to enjoy like a week out here, see what happens. Or are you like, all right, I'm, I'm going to make a run at this thing. I, to, I had, honestly, I had no idea. It was, I was sitting in the, in the basement of my buddy's house. We were just hanging out. It was, it was late at night. I mean, it was like nine o'clock at night. My agent calls me. He goes, Hey, you're going flying out to San Francisco, San Francisco tomorrow morning. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, all right, lockout ended. Let's go to work. So it was San Francisco was a blur, man. I was out there for a couple of weeks. Training camp was going by so fast. I ended up getting injured, which, you know, really, you know, kind of really, you know, it stunk because I was doing well. Um, you know, they kind of, I think they had, you know, some high hopes for me to, you know, definitely, cause I was just so raw, um, playing special teams and, and receiver, but, um, it was San Francisco was a blur, but I knew like I always tell people, you know, when I the first time that I got on the field, I knew I could compete with these guys. And uh after that, I mean, 
people ask me why I kept doing what I was doing, even after I got cut four times, it was just because I knew I could, I knew I could play and I just needed, I just needed the opportunity. Yeah. What told you, you said, right. When you stepped on the field, you knew you could play at that level. What told you that? Just, just being out there and running around with these guys and, and, you know, doing, you know, playing with, you know, whatever drill I was doing, you know, I was able to do it as well as the best guy that they had in the team. And that was, you know, seeing that and then, you know, just trying to get to my, the ultimate goal of playing in the NFL. I mean, like I had to get there, you know, I couldn't stop because I knew that I could play. So it was just at that time, at that moment, it really was just about opportunity. And I was able to get so many opportunities. And, you know, for me, I thought, you know, I crushed most of them, you know, and it's tough to kind of get, you know, kind of get your foot in the door and got, you know, people just to kind of take a chance at a kid that played a year of football and, you know, no one knew who I was, but, um, you know, I kept kind of getting those opportunities and, and every single one, and, you know, I just kept playing really good football, playing well, making plays, turning heads. And then, you know, before I knew it, you know, I was in Buffalo and, you know, finally, you know, getting to, to actually play football. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned being cut four times, at what point was it the lowest mentally for you? Uh, after Miami. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah. Um, you know, cause Miami was really my first experience where, you know, off season, full training camp, um, you know, OTAs, all that. And I had put so much time and effort into that and had an awesome camp. I mean, hard knocks, Seven Eleven, all that stuff. You know, I was, I was feeling, you know, I was feeling pretty good, you know, and, and people were saying, oh, you definitely, whatever. I mean, and, and the back of my mind, my goal right now was to make the practice squad, you know, and I did that, you know, two weeks later I got cut and I was, I was that hurt. That one stung a little bit because, uh, you know, I thought I had, you know, I thought I had done, you know, got my foot in the door. You know, I thought it was, you know, this was my, my time you know, to, you know, keep working hard and then eventually, you know, get called up and then, you know, be able to be on a roster. But, you know, it, it ended up not being that time. So, you know, I couldn't, I mean, I drove, I got cut from Miami on a Tuesday, probably, uh, felt sorry for myself for about 18 hours and was in the car the following day, driving back up to New Jersey to go start training again. <laughs> I mean, I think and, that just says it all with that mindset. Yeah. I mean, I didn't, there wasn't, once I, you know, got over the fact that they cut me, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's never fun getting cut, especially when you've never been cut before in anything in your life. And, and you know, it happens, you know, whatever, you know, I had to get over it and I continued training, just hoping for another opportunity. Uh, you know, and then. Buffalo came, had an opportunity there and, you know, really they took a chance and I'm grateful for them for taking the chance on me, you know, and it was kind of just every year, you know, just getting better and getting better. And then, you know, working, working my way up from, you know, being a special teams player, then getting some time on offense, then playing offense. And, you know, you know, before I knew it, I was, you know, I was a receiver. You know, something I you know never thought might have happened, but you know I was able. To, I just kept working hard, and you know, didn't let didn't let anything get in my way or anything stop me or anything people said. No matter how many people counted me out, which I'm which I'm sure there were a lot of them. <laughs> I didn't. I wasn't even 
didn't even give him the time of day. I mean, was there a point where you actually said, hey, you know what? I've actually established myself as an NFL player now. Uh, <laughs> nah, I still hate Tuesdays. I think I'm going to get cut. <laughs> uh, I think, uh, you know, I've, I always have that that chip on my shoulder. Um, you know, I think that's why, you know, I've been able to been, I've been able to be, you know, successful in what I've been doing. Uh, I've never really, you know, gotten, you know, think that I've made it or anything like that. Um, so, you know, for me, it's, you know, getting to, I mean, getting a chance to play in a Super Bowl and two Super Bowls. I mean, those are just surreal moments. Um, you know, not, not kind of like I've made it, but you know, you've worked your butt off to get to this point, you know, so keep working so that you can stick around for a little bit longer. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, growing up watching the NFL, what's, what's different about the NFL that you didn't think coming into it? Uh, well, you know, it's, I mean, it's a business, you know, and it's a performance-based business. So, you know, for a guy like me and, and, uh, you know, someone who, you know, you really have to, you got to perform and you got to perform every single day. And I think, uh, you know, I learned that pretty quickly. Um, you know, I, you know, tried to limit my bad days, (laughs) So that, uh, you know, there weren't many of them and, you know, just going in there and the amount of work, you know, people, you know, they, some, some of them, you know, some of my friends, you know, that kind of ask me, uh, you know, what's my day like, you know, cause they think I just play on Sundays. Right. So it's like, you know, like, nah, man, I mean, I'm in there at five 30 in the morning and I don't leave until six, seven o'clock at night. You know, and that's, you know, it's, it's work, you Can know, you it's a job. take us through like a, a day in the season, what that actually looks like. You get there at five 30 in terms of meetings, yeah. just, just so people can truly understand what you're going through five. So I'm in there five 30, six o'clock. I go straight to hot tub, uh, steam room. Um, you know, then, um, you know, I'll roll out, stretch for a little bit. Uh, I'll work out in the morning sometimes, uh, depending on, you know, what type of day it is. Um, usually Wednesdays I'll work out, uh, in the morning and then Fridays. Um, and then, uh, and then the meetings start. So then it's, you know, you're in your team meeting and you go from your team meeting to, uh, your offensive meetings and you go in there, you're installing, um, you know, during the week you're installing, you know, first down, uh, first and second down on Wednesdays or, you know, Thursdays are third down. You kind of go throughout the week, just kind of prepping for, you know, the team that you're playing that week. And, uh, in those meetings, it's a lot of, a lot of film study, um, you know, understanding the personnel. And we do that for, from about eight o'clock till about, I would say 10 30, 11. Um, you know, then you get a little break, eat some lunch or get a snack and then you're out there in practice. And from practice, you know, you're out there for about two, two and a half hours, whatever it is, come in, uh, shower, get some treatment, whatever it is. And then you're right back in the meeting room watching practice. And, um, you know, you watch, we're probably done with everything maybe around like five or whatever. And, you know, after that it's, you know, I, you know, I, I take a lot of pride and take care of my body. So it's whether, you know, getting work done, uh, massage, 
you know, dry, you know, needling, cupping, uh, the Normatec boots. Um, you know, I, I do it all. What's you know? one so, of those things you can't live without? Uh, the body work. Yeah. Love body work, just like <laughs> massage. And it's, uh, you know, being in, being in, in New England and the, the, the facility that they have up there with, with Brady that he has and, and his guy, I mean, it's, it's changed my career. It really has, um, you know, I've really bought into, you know, what he talks about and pliability and, you know, keeping everything fresh and, um, it really has, I mean, it, it, you know, I do it every single day, sometimes twice a day. And it really, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. I could, I don't think I could play without it anymore. <laughs> Is that really? Yeah. It's, it's amazing. I mean, I used to be a big, uh, proponent of, uh, ice baths and, I used to take them all time, you know, when I first started, haven't taken an ice bath in three years because I just, I get my body work done. I, you know, get everything flushed out and, you know, and, and, uh, I know what I need to do to, you know, make myself and make my legs uh, most importantly, you know, feel good. So, so, I mean, has your diet and your actual training, has that changed a bunch over the past few years then? It has, I would say, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely my diet. I mean, I'm always, I'm always trying new things and trying to figure out what works best for me. And, um, you know, just recently, you know, took some test, some blood tests to see like what foods I'm most sensitive to. And, you know, that's probably causing inflammation, um, you know, and stuff that I, you know, never really thought about and, you know, whatever, you know, I can do to, you know, kind of get that, you know, recovery or extra edge, you know, that's what I'm doing. And during the season, I mean, you know, that's all. And nutrition is so huge. You know, it's, uh, you know, you can't, you can't preach that enough at this level. And, uh, you know, I can't go out there and, you know, just eat, you know, turkey sandwiches and freaking hamburgers all day, you know, because that's not going to make my body perform at the best you know, the level that it can. So I got to, I take care of my body and in the morning it shakes. And in the afternoon it's sometimes it's, a, you know, shakes or, you know, lean meat and, you know, some carbs. And at night, you know, I mean, New England does a great job up there with, you know, making everything so available to you. So, you know, I take full advantage of that. I mean, you mentioned Brady. I mean, what is that like, not only getting to play with, but just seeing the day-to-day mentality and training style of kind of the greatest quarterback of all time in Tom Brady. It's awesome. I, uh, that, that was probably one of the things that I took notice of first, you know, other than like when I first met him and he knew my name, you know, I was pretty blown away by that, but, <laughs> um, you know, the guy's been in the league for, wait, did he, did he call years. you Chris Hogan or Seven Eleven? Chris Hogan. Okay. He called me Chris. <laughs> um is uh you know i you know just kind of seeing how this this guy you know he's been around so long he's seen everything he's done everything but he's the first guy out you know usually to practice um last guy to leave uh he's in there early watching film i mean his his routine and his work ethic is is just amazing you know and um you know, I've, I've, I've learned, you know, I thought I was a hard worker, but, you know, just kind of watching how he, you know, really takes everything so seriously. And, and he's, you, know, you want to talk about a competitor now, he's the, he is a competitor, 
So no matter what it is, practice, I mean, he gets fired up. Uh, ping pong. I mean, I've seen this guy almost break a ping pong paddle because he, he was losing <laughs> a ping pong. Um, you know, it, it's, it's fun playing with a guy like that. You know, that just, you know, that works so hard at what he does and cares so much about, you know, his profession and, you know, just seeing how he balances life and family. And um, it's it's been a, a rewarding experience being able to play with him. Yeah, I mean, besides Brady, when you first come onto that team, is th- is there any other veterans or true pro pros who, who kind of showed you the ropes and showed you what it truly meant to be to be a great player in this league? Fred Jackson. Yeah. When I was in Buffalo. Yeah, absolutely. I still talk to Fred, you know, today and, um, you know, he, he was a guy that was, you know, had to make it in the league, you know, like me and, um, you know, found his way into, you know, being a really great player for the bills for a long time. And, um, just kind of, you know, watching him and how he, you know, how he takes care of his body and, and how he prepares himself. Uh, you know, I, I learned a lot from, watching and playing with Fred for so long and you know another guy who just you know that learning how to balance that 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 lifestyle you know with family football and just you know really you know taking pride in what you do as a football player and you know treating it as your job um I learned a lot from him too I mean, you mentioned the facilities the Patriots give you guys and the access to amazing food and things like that I mean what other little things do the Patriots do so well that have made them so dominant and consistent? Uh, you know, everyone over there, the coaching staff, uh, guys in the front office, scouts, I mean, everyone is bought in, you know, that whole do your job mentality is, is a real thing, you know, and everyone really buys into it when you walk in those doors and, uh, you know, when people come there, they come there to work and no matter what, no matter if you're playing football or, scout or whatever it is, you know, everyone really does have that mentality. Um, and you, and you pick up on it pretty quickly the second that you walk in those doors. And, uh, I think that's part of the reason why, you know, New England's been able to be so successful other than having great players. I'm going to read a quote from yourself. It was, we went to the state championship my sophomore year. We played a giant stadium. I got my first start that game and was player of the game. I had four catches for a hundred plus yards and a touchdown that won the game. That was one of my best memories from my high school. I mean, that you have the flair for the dramatic and stepping up in the big games. So I, I want to <laughs> go, I mean, <laughs> that's, that's so funny. Your first start, you basically are player of the game and, and win the state, state championship. Take me back to 2017 AFC championship game against Pittsburgh in Gillette Stadium. It was uh, cold, cold <laughs> rainy day, you know, obviously. Um, at that time in, in Northeast, I mean... So it's always going to be cold. It was a little drizzle outside and we were playing, you know, the Steelers and that's always a hyped game and AFC championship game. And, um, you know, honestly, I mean, did I, you know, didn't think that it was going to be like that for me. I didn't think it, it's not like all week. I was like, ah, oh, you know, you're going to have a huge game. You're going to have so many opportunities. Um, but like I said, you know, the whole taking advantage of your opportunity and, and you know, whenever the ball came my way, you know, I just wanted to make plays. And, um, in that game, you know, I, a lot of, <laughs> a lot of opportunities came my way and I was able to make a lot of plays and, um, you know, it was a great experience, you know, being able to, you know, help my team win in, in such a big game like that and play well. I mean, it was, 
that was a pretty surreal moment, you know, having my whole family was there. Friend, I mean, it was, it was crazy. It was cool. It was yeah, a lot I mean, of fun. How much do you appreciate your family and friends at those moment in time? Uh, I mean, you know, the, the support that, uh, my family has given me and, um, you know, especially my wife who <laughs> has put up with a crazy, crazy lifestyle, um, you know, for my, you know, my whole career. And, um, I remember specifically after that game, just kind of, you know, it was pretty emotional. Um, you know, she was sitting out in the cold and the rain with, uh, with pregnant with my twins, <laughs> uh, that day. And she did that time and time again and, and traveled and all that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, having my, the support of my family is, is a big reason why I've been able to be so successful because they, they drive me, um, you know, having two kids and last off season has just kind of put more, more wood in the fire, um, you know, providing for them and, and playing hard for them, um, has only wanted me to be even better, you know, at what I do. And, uh, you know, I, very blessed to have you know a lot of great people in my life that have you know supported my dream and been along for the ride this entire time. Yeah, I mean, can we kind of relive those those few weeks during that last off season? I guess in culmination, both with the Super Bowl victory and then having twins. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I, I imagine not much sleep during that time. What else? No, no sleep, <laughs> no sleep at all. I mean, we were. Had won the Super Bowl. My wife wasn't able to be there because she was eight months pregnant. So she was on the couch with her belly painted, you know, with uh, <laughs> uh, number 15 on it. And we uh, came home. I actually actually drove home, picked her up. She actually came on the boat with, with me. <laughs> And uh, I mean, you, I mean, we're, I mean, it's nuts. I mean, you think back and it's like, she's eight months pregnant. It's, it was freaking a uh, snowstorm in New England uh, during the parade and she's out there, but you know, she's as much a part as it, a part of this and, and my journey as anyone. And uh, just having her there was awesome. But um, you know, then the twins came um, a month later and you know, life, life just got crazier, <laughs> but you know, they've been such a blessing and, um, you know, it's, it's been so much fun now having, you know, you always, I always look at those, you know, during training camp and, you know, having, you know, their kids like run on the field and, you know, you get to play with them, whatever. And, you know, that's always been a dream of mine. And, uh, you know, it, it actually, you know, to have it come true and have them there. And whether they really, whether they remember their dad played football or not, I definitely will have video evidence of them <laughs> being there. <laughs> oh, no, I mean, it, it, it's unbelievable kind of hearing you relive those moments uh, about the time leading up to their birth and then the birth. But I also want to know, I mean, being such an unbelievable athlete growing up, what is it like when you run through the tunnel at Super Bowl? <sighs> That's, uh, it's, it's, it's emotional, man. It's, it's, <laughs> I don't, there's, there are probably a thousand ways I could probably describe that feeling, but you know, 
I just think back to the this previous one that you know that we just played in and Ashley was actually able to be there and you know my whole family was there and her family was there and um you know I'm I'm I get I'm I'm not a nervous wreck before games but I'm definitely like you know I got you know butterflies and you know just trying to zone in on you know what is in front of me and you know the moment and the stage and all that and i'm actually actually remember seeing ashley i actually got to see her before the game while i was warming up um which was just it was it was just cool you know just having your family there and just seeing how happy and they were to be there you know kind of relaxes you but i think when you're in that tunnel you know you just kind of think about all right man i mean this is this is what you play. This is what you play for. You know, this is, this is why you train. This is, this is why you do what you do to get to these moments and get to this stage. And, uh, you know, you just, that, that the excitement just builds and builds and builds. And then, you know, once that national anthem goes off, it's, you know, the emotions are just, I mean, it's everywhere. It's all over the place. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I have to imagine it was just so much sweeter with your comeback, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. That that game. I mean, I mean the, the greatest game you in NFL talk, history. You want to talk about a roller coaster? <laughs> you know, you get out, you're all you're excited, then all of a sudden you're down 21 points, and then you're coming back, and then you win it over. I mean, that game was nuts. But I mean, that was a. Uh, that was that was such an that was such an incredible experience, you know, something that you'll you know you'll never forget that one. Yeah, I mean, at what point did it hit you? You were a Super Bowl champion. <laughs> you know, uh, I would say probably uh, it, it probably it probably took a while. You know, the, the, that whole that whole thing was just crazy. You know, just everything. You know, coming the comeback and. You know, you're, you know, then you're, you're partying and then you're going back and you got the, the parade and, you know, you don't really even to get a chance to, you know, um, like think about what you just did. And, uh, I think probably later on and during the summer when we had that, the, uh, ring ceremony, you know, you get to open up that box and see that, that ring and <laughs> you're just like, wow, like that, that really did happen. You know, you kind of watch some highlights from the game and, you know, you just get to relive those moments and then you're like, yeah, um, you know, I, I did that. We, we won, you know, it was pretty cool. I mean, just a, a childhood and lifelong dream accomplished. That's unbelievable. So, I mean, now you're in your off season, what does it look like for you? What do, what are you preparing for? What kind of goals, expectations are you setting? Or are you just, Hey, I, I've got, I've got two young twins at home. I've got a wife. I'm just trying to, to make it through the day. <laughs> sometimes it's like that <laughs> there's definitely days where you're just like all right let me just get through this day but uh you know i I, t- I always take a couple weeks off and even during those couple weeks i'm always going to the gym or doing something active and um and then i get right back to training and and i train with a guy out in jersey so i'm i'm up five o'clock in the morning driving out to jersey about three four days a week and i've been training with him mike Rodango, at you know he has a gym uh, I've been training with him ever since for about six, six, seven years now. And, uh, yeah, Mike's been on the podcast before. He's an unbelievable trainer. Yeah. Unbelievable. I mean, he's, he's awesome, you know, and he knows me so well. And I, you know, I don't trust anyone else but him to, you know, really get me, you know, prep me for, 
you know, what I need to do. And, um, you know, I'm up at, up at five train with him at six and just kind of, you know, working on, you know, just getting my body ready for the season again and the grind of, you know, what's in front of me. And, uh, you know, then, you know, come home and obviously, you know, daddy duty starts and, you know, just being a dad and a husband and all that kind of stuff, you know, that's still relatively new to me. And, um, you know, just trying to do everything the best that I can. Um, uh, it's, it's, it's craziness, but it's a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned doing everything the best you can and, and getting to play alongside of you, seeing you in that high school time frame excelling at different sports, growing up, being an unbelievable friend, family member, and then just the hard work, dedication, commitment to see from the outside over years of what you've been putting in. I mean, it's so cool to, to see you fulfilling some of those lifelong dreams and, and obviously now seeing you with your family, it's cool to see. So I appreciate you coming on and talking about those experiences. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Well, Chris, I know you've got a lot going on today, but thanks again for, uh, for jumping on the podcast and, and best of luck this off season. Yeah, this was great. Appreciate it. If you're like me and love to travel, then listen up. Are you looking to get outside your comfort zone in 2018? Are you tired of the monotony of your nine to five job with no adventure? Do you want to connect with new people on Epic Adventures? If so, then Globekick is what you're looking for. Globekick is redefining travel for the millennial generation. Globekick knows that memorable travel is built on the quality of the experience you have and the people you connect with along the way. That's why their members can choose from curated travel experiences throughout the year with like-minded people. Unlike other travel providers, Globekick members get to know each other through a private social network before choosing when and where they travel together. In 2018, they've teamed up with partners around the world to feature a Sahara Desert camping trip out of Morocco in May, a boating journey through the Sandblast Islands in the Caribbean in August, and a volunteering trip to an elephant sanctuary outside of Cambodia in December. If you want to travel the world with your kind of people and not break the bank, then head to globekick.com and enter WGYT to receive 10% off your membership. That's globekick.com and enter code WGYT to receive 10% off your membership. Looking to freshen up your wardrobe for the summer season? Having trouble finding a brand whose products are functionally built to move and sweat in, but designed with a casual aesthetic aimed at everyday life? Then Viore is the clothing brand you've been looking for. Viore merges technical clothing with a West Coast vibe that looks and fits great. Viore's motto is built to move in, styled for life. They have a new perspective on performance apparel. Viore has incorporated innovative fabrics that feature anti-odor finishes, moisture wicking, and quick dry finishes. My favorite being Sea Cell, which is a sustainably sourced fiber that uses a blend of algae and wood pulp to create the most comfortable shirts you've ever felt. They really are. They're incredible. They're also anti-odor and filled with vitamins and nutrients that are released when you sweat. To receive 25% off, yes, that's 25% off your order, head to vioriclothing.com. That's V-U-O-R-I clothing.com and use discount code W-G-Y-T. If at any point you're unsatisfied with your purchase, send it back. That's 25% off your entire order with a 100% satisfaction guaranteed. VioriClothing.com, discount code WGYT for 25% off your order. What got you there with Shonda Laney? Uh, what got you there with Shonda Laney? What got you there with Shonda Laney? Uh, what got you there with got you, got you? 
Thanks for listening to another episode of What Got You There. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave us a review on iTunes and also share with your friends. Thanks so much. Looking forward to talking with you next time. If you want to stay up to date on all things I'm working on behind the scenes and everything we've got going on at What Got You There, head over to whatgotyouthere.com. You'll also be able to see more on podcast guests and what they're doing. Thanks to Justin Great for providing us the intro and outro song. If you like his music and want to find out more about what he's working on, head over to justingreat.com.